Welcome back to the Secret Society of Success. In this bonus episode, I sat down with Mimeo's Chief Technology Officer, David Utendale. Over a cup of coffee at the ATD International Conference and Expo, we discussed Mimeo's latest announcement, a very own artificial intelligence, Mika. Mika, which stands for Mimeo Instructor Chat Assistant, is an AI tutor assistant that will soon be available to customers in the Mimeo Digital platform. After learning your material on the private Mimeo Digital interface, Mika can start answering questions for your learners about your content to help your learners master course materials and help you crush your learning objectives. In this conversation, you'll hear from David more about why we decided to add AI to our digital content distribution platform, the features you can expect in the next few months on Mimeo Digital, and how he sees AI changing the lives of facilitators and instructional designers alike. Grab your own hot beverage and sit back for this exclusive conversation with David Utendale. But seriously, why did you do it? With the emergence of uh, generative AI and large language models, yeah. we found that there was an opportunity to change the way that our customers could deliver their, their training and give their students an opportunity to have a conversation with the content that, that they've created. That makes sense. What, what impact are we trying to deliver for the customers? So... Two things, um, creating better outcomes for their training. So giving their learners the opportunity to have a, a tutor in the classroom and as well as an expert after the class. Yeah. So now they can, and this could not only allow them to um, end up with a better outcome for the training session, but could also then allow them to use what they've learned in a more effective way because now they can actually ask for help from the AI about the content that they would otherwise have to somehow figure out, reread, you know, on their own. So ultimately, like trying to use the AI tool itself to create better outcomes for the learner, for our customer, it means a better class. Like yeah, better, better class, yeah. So depending on whether, if they're making money selling their training, right. it also is a potential revenue stream as well that they can now monetize after the class as well. Right, yeah, yeah. okay. And if you're interacting with this content and if you're selling training, it could also potentially upsell their customer on other training, on other training. that they could, you know, if they have another another uh, topic, they may be asking a question about, it's like, well, you know, to learn that topic, maybe we can point you to this question. Right, right. That's okay. the idea. So it's almost like Mika is a student aid in a classroom. To Correct. Absolutely. Right? They're not the teacher. They're not the teacher. They can't replace the teacher. No, they're there to assist. So before the classroom, you could use Mika. Once the content, once Mika is trained on the content, you could even potentially use it on your website. So somebody could ask a question, would this class work for me? If I'm a new manager, would this class be a good, you know, good fit class for me? Yeah. And, and then guide them through the, the guide your customer through the experience of right. what am I looking for? Which class makes the most sense? Because once it's trained on that, it has that information and then you can make it act in that way as a, you know, as a salesperson or as an advisor on which class you should take. And then before the course starts, when you get your, you know, pre-learning uh, experience, it could be involved in that as well and let you know about, you know, when you're going to learn certain topics in the class so you're prepared for that you know and then in during the class it can be a, an assistant and then post class again it becomes an expert an expert and a reinforcement yeah. tool how long does it take mika 
to learn to actually consume the content enough to be able to be an expert post class or help facilitate pre class yeah in the in the current model um just like today when you upload your content to Mimeo, it'll immediately can be converted so it can be consumed by Mika and it's immediately available. Many customers use Mimeo Digital to distribute global training to a global audience in a local language. Can Mika keep up with all those languages? So Mika can consume all those languages perfectly fine, but it could also, you can actually allow someone to ask their question in their native language so that it's easier for them to ask the question and then Mika can actually convert that, look for that content, find the answer, and then convert it back and then respond to them in their language in again. Their wow. So, or it can respond to them in, in the language, in the of, language the, of the document. You, of the doc so it's really, really good at translations. That's another thing. So that's what these large language models can do. That's awesome. Yeah, so it opens it up to a whole different, like, so even as a content creator, you can maybe just write in one language and don't have to worry too much about the translation and just make sure that the way you use language is probably going to change the way that people write things as well so that they can then, uh, you know, ensure that the language model understands it really, really well. So then it can do a really good job in translating, translating it. It can it. do a really good job in, in taking your question and making sure that it finds the right answer to your question inside this content because it's really well, well worded. So though there also is going to be, you know, this, a curve, a learning curve to, yeah. the pot, to what happens to content and right. content creation. So, yeah. How about analytics? I know one of the things our customers love about Mimeo Digital are the analytics they can get about content usage. Will they have access to analytics about conversations their learners have with Mika? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So part of what we get now with Mika is a lot more interaction with, with the learner directly. Right. And so all that data, and it'll be spilled out there for the, for the learner to understand that we're going to be using this data as in the the training organization that's trying to improve this content is going to be using this information to, to make to their make course better. better. Um, that'll also help moderate what they're asking Mika as well, because you don't <laughs> want to get yourself in trouble there. Uh, but it's going to give a, a plethora of information that, that you can now use. And then we can use AI to analyze those responses oh, as well. Right. So not only do we have a, you know, a better idea of the types of questions we'll have, we'll have, you know, today you can annotate and that'll give you an idea of maybe, um, you can make assumptions about, like, if somebody's annotating something, does that mean they got it or that means they didn't, didn't get, get it? it? You don't right. know. So, but with this, they're actually going to ask the question about, about right. that right, right, right. as well. Right. So it's going to just give us more information to potentially support the, the content development process. So the features I'm tracking so far are, Mika can instantly learn your content on upload. It can operate for both admin and the learner in multiple languages. It can give you new and smart insights into what your learners don't get about your material. Mika today can't make fresh coffee. But one day. <laughs> but it could tell you it could tell you how to make, right. make fresh coffee. Right. Yeah, and actually do the act of making. Yeah. And it has access to the entire the large language model of OpenAI ChatGPT. So, you know, it has all that knowledge as well. So we can train it to either use that knowledge or not ignore all the other information and have just use it to form answers but don't use any of its its intelligence or we can allow it to use its intelligence or we can allow it to reference like data on your website but nothing else but nothing or, else yeah right. right so to some degree it gives us the ability to leverage the power of it to the degree that our us or our customer wants right yeah which allows us to you know, to some degree, which is probably important for any of those customers that are selling content, 
right? It allows more protection of the intellectual property that's in the content than a, than a normal yeah. chat GPT model or open AI model because it's not completely. Correct. Yeah, that's the whole idea. The whole idea is that getting all the power of a chat GPT, um, but on private data. Right. Right. Because chat GPT today works on public, public data. data. Right. Yeah. yeah. So why is Mika advantageous compared to whatever AI will be added into Google or Microsoft or any other tools the trainers are using today? So Google will make it available in Google Docs. So if you have an intranet, whatever, and everyone in the company can access that because you're in that firewall, right? But for this, you actually want to, again, you want to package it up and hand it off to somebody and give them limited access to it, but you want to have all that same power. And then you want to be able to take it back. Take it back. And so that, it's that, it's that what we're, that's really what we're offering. Interesting. Yeah. Why, if I'm one of our instructors or one of our customers, should I not be horrified by it? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think what, what it really does is allows you to be a superstar, right? They say like the, these instructors are not going to be replaced by AI. They're going to be replaced by somebody who uses AI, right? And so you want to be that instructor who is using yeah. AI to your advantage so that you're a better trainer, that you can engage with a larger audience, right? And, yeah. right. and so that, that's, that's the idea. So as we learn again, and a lot of this is also how you, how you generate the prompts for the AI. So you can actually give it a personality. So maybe for you as an instructor, you only want help in certain subjects certain or certain areas, things that you know that you're not you're not that good at. your strengths. Exactly. Yeah, and right. you can actually have it maybe support you in those ways, but not in the other things. Like, or you can always, like if you work better, you know, in an environment where there's lots of humor, you can make sure that the AI is always telling jokes right, right when it's giving you advice. And so that, so when, when you're talking and all of a sudden you start hearing giggles from your, your, from your, your learners, learner, you're like, you can riff off of that. Exactly. Yeah. Say, what did it say? You know, yeah. things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So that's the beauty of this. So you can start giving it personalities as yeah. well. If it, that'll work with your, yeah. with your content or with your personality, you know, you can make it the, uh, you know, the opposite. Yeah. Some, <laughs> yeah. So to some degree, it's a tool, right? Like at the end of the day, yeah. it's just a tool that should enable you to right. create a better classroom. And to some degree, it's the same logic that uh, somebody selling training would use for why they should buy your training, right? Absolutely. It's the same exact thought, yeah. thought process there. Yeah, and with the, with the instructor at the center of this, right? Like today, digital, it allows the, uh, the folks in training operations to make sure that they deliver the content, right? Yep. And it's not really centered around the instructor. Correct. And now with this, we're starting to think about how do we center the experience around the instructor so that the instructor becomes you know, the superstar, the superstar in the, of the yeah. show. Right. So they can teach as many folks as, as, as possible in yep. the most effective way. And this is our first major tool in supporting that. Yep. Again, more long-term with, with digital, the idea is, is to put digital in the center of the classroom. So digital becomes the operating system for running, you know, an instructor-led training, instructor training class. class. Right. Uh, so whether you're using, you know, hard copy as part of it or digital or as digital part, of, part it. of it. We want you to use this as a tool to support the class. To support the classroom environment itself, no matter what. Yeah. Today, if you did a flipped classroom, you could send content before class right. in video form or in, or in digital form. Right. Then in the classroom, they can, you know, you can shut it all down so they can't access any of it. Right. They're, they're using the physical documents. You want their attention to be on the physical document. Yep. And then after the class, you can turn it back on the, the, the digital version of the this, so they now have, they, a now they have a reference. Yeah, they can take their document with them as well, the physical document, if they like using a physical document, but now they have a reference where they can not just search through the document and look at it as, in digital form, but they can actually 
interact with it like it's like it was the professor like the instructor yeah that's the idea yeah so yeah i mean it's almost to your point on on being able to generate our customers being able to generate who do this in a for-profit model you know to some degree it's like they get to pay for a class that never ends uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. Or, need, or ends yeah. in, only ends when I want it. Exactly. It's extending that classroom experience outside of the eight hours that yeah. know, if everybody flies together or two days or whatever it is. Yeah. And it, and again, it does it in a controlled way where they're still in control of their content, their, their intellectual content. property that they've spent, you know, their careers developing. Building, yep. Right. And they make it available to the people that have paid them for they it. Paid them for it. Right. And then, and this and then, keeps it and, safe. They and, can't share it with other yeah. people. And then they could shut it down at the point that they want to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing customers love about Mimeo Digital and really all Mimeo applications is that they can brand them with their own colors, logos, likeness, et cetera. What about Mika? Will customers be able to change the name of Mika to suit their classes? Yeah, I, th- I think just like you can give uh, Mika a personality, you know, there'd be every reason for us to give it a, you know, a name that makes sense for your training organization. So if you have a mascot or, or, uh, you know, and somebody could even, again, they can have their own, every instructor could rename Mika to be whatever they whatever want they- as they create a, a, you know, a brand and a persona for that, uh, for that bot in their scenario. All right. So say I'm an instructor at ABC company. I upload my content into Mimeo Digital. How do I train Mika to be funny? Add humor. So in the, so there's different types of prompts, um, but you would you would set it up at what they call a system prompt and tell it how you would want your interactions with Mika to go. So you say like, you know, this is Mika. She's a she's a a teacher's assistant. You know, she is. You know, she tells jokes. You know, continually. She, you know, and, and you can, the other thing about that is that's where you create all the profiling around how you want them to respond, whether or not you want them to be an expert in a topic or whether you want them to be a tutor and use the Socratic method. So they're not actually, they're, they're leading you to the answer, but they're not giving you the answer. It's all the same prompting. So you can write an entire little paragraph about the personality and, you know, what their skills are and whatnot, and write it in a way that is actually consumed better by these models than if you were to write something that was like more bullet points. Like, so it actually works really well for the trainers. So we're doing all those prompts ourselves behind the scene. And we may, again, have these standard prompts, which is likely, right, for how we think Mika could respond well in most scenarios. And then, you know, we'll have either maybe some toggles to turn things on and off, and then maybe we'll open it up a little bit more to let somebody just work on the personality of Mika. And then maybe we'll open it up a little more so that we have different tools and you know, different ways to uh, access other content and other data. How's your thought about rolling it out? Like, obviously, we've, we're, we're, we're like announcing it, got it in alpha. What is your yeah. thought about like... The first thing we want to do is really just let it be the expert. So the in-class part of it, I think that's something that has to evolve because we don't know exactly how... How people... Uh, yeah, how it, exactly. And so, but the one thing we do know that it will be able to do really well is just answer questions about about the document document. as as an expert right and we can let them um the clients add more and more data to that so it's not just what's limited in the actual content uh that the user can read that the learner can read but it would also have be all the content a whole bunch of other different levels of higher exactly and so they can put they can upload as much of that as possible 
All right. So right now, Mika works on content uploaded to Mimo Digital. You, but earlier in our conversation, you've also hinted at a longer-term vision that would be trained against content outside of just the course materials, maybe an outline, specific learning objectives, or other components of the course design itself. Yeah, reference materials, anything. You could actually add a lot more content than just what's in the class. So you can upload just your PowerPoint presentation, but then you can put a whole bunch of background information behind behind that, which you would never expose to the to the customer, right? right? To, to the learner, but it would then have all that information to support them. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's almost a tool, I mean, in that longer term vision that a customer can use to make for a more efficient and, and better reinforced classroom environment, right? Because you still need to ask those questions. You still need to know the reference material, but you could upload all that as a model and then use yeah. you know, to actually do that reinforcement with you in the classroom. Correct. You, you can also, since we know it's a class, we know it's a classroom environment, there's probably a schedule. So you could also upload information about the, uh, the agenda and it'll know what time lunch is. So if the student says, what time is lunch and don't want to interrupt the class because they, and they don't have the syllabus right in front of them, Mika can then just give them that kind of information kind too. Of so it's not just, you know, it could be logistics information. It could be a bunch, a bunch of different things now that you have this interactive system. Yeah. So it, it could be used for all sorts of things we haven't even thought of. And the exciting thing is you put it in front of our customers and they start coming up with ideas that, to make it that do, we'll never that think we'll of never be able to think it's already It's already happened with just a couple of customers we've yeah. talked to. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost, I mean, to some degree, it's, it, I mean, it, it can become an assistant for the instructional designer who's trying to make sure that the class itself is being delivered in the most effective way. Yeah. But then it's also, to, to the example you just shared, an assistant for the actual instructor themselves who doesn't want to have to answer seven questions about when we're going to lunch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then hopefully, you know, it can be interactive in a way where it could be part of icebreakers or other activities in the class as well as it gets more and more advanced. Saul Khan has um, a great uh, TED talk around it about how really? at, at Khan Academy, how they're using generative AI to teach teach kids and the whole tutor in the classroom thing and how it how it moves you know the the so-so student and makes them you know a really good student how it makes a really good student like a, you know a fabulous student and how it just right. moves everyone up that curve as you can tell mika is an exciting development for Vimeo. but we do know that artificial intelligence is changing the corporate l d landscape beyond our scope that's why we're excited to announce our third season of the Secret Society of Success will be all about AI in L&D. If you're already experimenting with AI in your instructional design, facilitation, or any other parts of your training, we'd love to hear from you. Send an email to kflanagan at mimeo.com, and we just might interview you for season three. If you're interested in learning more about Mika and how Mimeo Digital can empower your content, reach out to your Mimeo representative or send us a note directly here.